sharp versus dull, the angle it makes. I mean, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I know there's a difference between a tapered needle and a cutting needle. Yeah. 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 The needle point is, is uh, very important. And uh, yeah, for your example, um, you know, how do you make a, a hole and have it not do more damage? Uh, don't have a cheese wire or tearing of the tissue. Uh, that is very much related to a number of things. As, as you pointed out, the needle point is, is essential. And so we have a, a wide variety of needle designs. Uh, we, we offer over 300 uh, different needle designs, wow. and that's across so many different features, not just the point, but the length, the curvature, the size of the needle. But the point really does come into play if you want to uh, do a minimum uh, the smallest hole possible, we'll use what, what's called the taper point. And that point um, uh, will actually um, go through the tissue, and it causes the tissue generally to elastically expand around the needle as the needle goes through, so that when the needle finally does pass, there's often a recoil of the tissue, which can go around the suture and seal it. And that's related to the point. There are other factors that go in there as well. We have coatings that aid in the lubricity that also there are more gentle on the tissue and cause less tearing when the needle goes through. Hmm. But that would be example of a taper point. Uh, and, and it's really used in many different uh, applications, um, blood vessel anastomosis, bowel anastomosis, all of these type of essential procedures where you just can't have leakage. Um, surgeons will go towards taper points. And I guess on the other end of the spectrum, you can go in through tissues that are really, really difficult to penetrate. For example, the skin. We don't think their skin is so tough uh, because we, when we injure ourselves, it bleeds. And you're surprised, boy, I'm surprised I cut myself so easily. The skin is an incredibly tough organ. And we'll go to the whole, the entire other end of the spectrum, which are cutting edge needles. And so you can imagine this as multiple sharp edges, razor-like edges that, that, uh, that taper. There might be three sharp cutting edges that taper to a point. And what that does is it allows you to get through these very tough tissues without causing, causing the skin or the other organ to deflect to an extreme degree, makes the job uh, much, much more uh, easy. So, You know, the biology, as you're talking, what I'm thinking about is we as human beings are working on something, even if I'm working on another human being as a patient, the patient, a human being is is made by someone else. A human being didn't make the human being. It's not like I'm working on a car or I'm working on a cabinet or a computer where there's an owner's manual. And so mechanically, if I'm using a metal needle and, and whatever the suture material, whatever the thread is made of, how much do you appreciate the fact that, and I've always thought about this as a surgeon, the very fact that I'm making a hole in the tendon or in the tissue, let's say, it doesn't have to be a tendon, it's alive. I'm not working on a two by four. I'm working on something that's alive and the body has its own glue that it makes, whether it be called a blood clot or fibrin. The very fact that you're traumatizing the tissue by stabbing it with a, a sharp needle, you inspire in the body to make its own healing. You know what I mean? It's not just a nail going into a two by four, which is innate. The very fact that I'm making a hole in something that's alive inspires the body to bleed, make platelets, the whole cascade of how clotting occurs, it's living tissue. How much do you as a needle designer think about the fact that it's a living substance that you're put, passing that needle through? Yeah, I mean, we, we, 
we do try to appreciate the the fact that that our products, all of our needles, are used in humans, and uh, they're used by surgeons that are doing an incredibly important job. Um, they're certainly the experts in what they do, and uh, I think what we could say is that we aspire. Um, to not forget that and to provide um, the best needle that we possibly can, um, not to underestimate uh, the importance. We want to do the minimum amount of tissue uh, damage while enabling the suture to be put in place to help the patient uh, to heal. And uh, we try to remember that everything everything matters. Uh, we want sharp uh, needles. We want uh, p- low penetration force. We want to minimize a frustration factor that can be associated with long procedures. And that comes down to the surgical instrument, I think, in many cases. Mm-hmm. You know, humans use tools. A surgical instrument, a surgical needle is a tool. And, um, you know, that the better the tool is, we like to believe um, the better uh, the job can be done. You know, in the case of Nathan Schwartz, who invented Timberland, he basically said, ah, to hell with it. You're still going to make a hole, and that could potentially leak. And listen, I want to hear your thoughts The eyes don't see what the mind doesn't know, but the ears don't hear what the mind doesn't know. I want to hear what Frank thinks when you hear this soundbite about the Timberland inventor going to injection mold as a way of sealing the top of the boot to the bottom and making it waterproof. Is there something that, that you work on now to make that connection of the tissues waterproof? Listen to this soundbite. He realized that the shoe market was lacking footwear that could withstand all weather conditions and at the same time keep its owner's feet warm and dry. That is how, in 1965, the world's first waterproof boots appeared on the market. They were created by direct molding. They fuse soles to upper leathers without stitching. Timberlands revolutionized the industry with their unique technology that allowed the sole of the shoe to be joined to its leather upper without the use of threads, resulting in a truly waterproof boot. So, Frank, do you think you're ultimately going to put your own self out of business by fusing the two ends that you're trying to connect? Is that where the future is going to be on a cellular level? I have no idea what I'm talking about, but it seems like Nathan Schwartz did that in making the Timberland boot to get away from the stitching is that something you might be doing someday with Ethicon? Yeah, I think that's a great, a great question. 